Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Yvette Unplugged. Hey, 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 I am here. (laughs) I always get a little bit nervous about whether or not I will be able to upload an episode, and so I'm really um, grateful to be here. If you are watching as a patron on the How Married Are You slash Event Unplugged Patreon, um, you will notice that behind me, I actually have some things now. Um, I've got this space up. I probably will do like a little tour when I um, get a moment and upload that to Patreon. Again, ladies and gentlemen, If you would like to watch and listen to the podcast, you can sign up to do that by being a Patreon. The link is in the show notes below. We would so love to have you in that space. Last night, we had an Yvette's Night in. Um, That was kind of fun. We played uh, Would You Rather, which I feel like that game gives a lot of insight to um, (laughs) just people's thoughts and rationales. And it lets you know a little bit more about a person in a different way. Um, But I plan on doing more of those throughout the year. So if you are interested in kind of connecting with me on more of a personal level, then I would totally invite you in. One of the things about doing a podcast is you're often talking to a camera or to a microphone and there's no one here. And so when I get to engage with people and see how they are connecting with the content that I am putting out, that is actually really helpful. And it's encouraging and life-giving to what it is that I'm doing here. So if you would like to support us, it is a small fee of $5 a month, um, or you can pay for the year. And I think right now I'm offering a 10% discount if you uh, decide to sign up for the entire year. So yes, that is that. Okay, let's get right into it with my Women Crush Wednesday of the week. I think it's only fitting given what today is as far as the inauguration of our new president and vice president um, that we would honor Kamala Harris. She is going to be the first woman vice president, period, right? She's the first woman. But not only is she the first woman, she is also the first African-American in South and the first South Asian um, American vice president. So she is just out here doing the dang thing. And um, I couldn't be prouder of the woman that she is, but it's just really exciting to like see her have a goal and go for it. I think one of the cool things too, is that she was shooting for president. She wasn't trying to be nobody's vice president, but the humility that she had in order to become Joe Biden's vice president, um, I think it speaks volumes. And so I know it's probably a political move and strategic move on her part to maybe one day become the president of the United States. But still, I think there is a level of humility there that should be applauded. And so today, I would just like to say congratulations, Kamala. Thank you for um, paving the way for other women. Thank you for being um, someone that my daughter can look at. I think I've shared before about how when I was younger and I wanted to become a teacher, um, I went home one day and told my mom that there's no way I could become a teacher because I had never seen or experienced a black teacher. And so um, I think it's awesome that Kamala is now in a position that further gives 
um, room for young women, young minority women to dream. And not even just young minority women. This is like a woman thing. Like this is, she is the first woman for ever. Um, our country has been run. I mean, we've got women in different political positions, but I feel like forever in those types of roles, it has been men. It has been men. And so it's really cool that young girls and even young women can now see, oh, okay, I can get there too if Kamala got there. And so it just goes to speak to how important it is for us to be able to see ourselves in others. Um, I think sometimes we downplay that necessity, but it's a real thing. And so shout out to Kamala for doing the dang thing and raising the bar um, or raising or making dreams larger. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but y'all get it. Um, and so, okay, for today's, uh, for today's, uh, what's this called? Podcast <laughs> or topic? Um, I just, I wanted to go into a chocolate baby story time. So guys, I just got to let you know that this whole Yvette Unplugged is a little bit awkward because I'm used to doing a podcast, but I'm used to talking to my husband. So me just staring straight into the com the camera lens is a little awkward and uncomfortable, but it is what it is. And I'm just assuming that you guys are talking back to me, giggling at my jokes that I might think are funny. I don't know. And so anyway, um, on the How Married Are You podcast, which you should check out if you haven't listened to it, you should go check it out. Start episode one. We will not be recording for a while, but we are coming back later this year. So you definitely want to make sure that you're all caught up on season one of the episodes um, or season one. And oh, wait, we've had like five seasons. Yeah. So y'all should get caught up on that. <laughs> anyway, on that podcast, we do this thing called Chocolate Baby Storytime. And so for today's top podcast topic, that's what I'm going to use to kind of get into what I want to talk about. So, um, okay. So if you don't know this about me too, my family has a YouTube channel called Belief in Fatherhood. And my husband basically tells his story of fatherhood as he experiences it. And on the channel, we do lots of other things. One of the things that my husband enjoys doing is pranking our kids. We've got the talking candy prank. We've got the lie detector prank and we've got the um, the the teddy bear prank. And then most recently, we've got the Grinch prank. And so what this is, is my husband um, got his assistant to dress up as the Grinch and to come to our house and steal all the kids presents. And then the kids and Glenn went on a hunt for the presents at the end. Actually, I'm not going to give it away. Y'all need to go watch that. I'll put that link down below. Let me make a note really quick um, to do that. But yes, go check out that video. Nonetheless, my daughter was not having it. She does not like the Grinch. It's interesting because she has seen the movie and she has seemingly been fine upon watching it. But when the Grinch actually showed up at her house, she was not about that. Even when we had our assistant take off the Grinch mask and show Anaya who was under there because Anaya loves um, Dallas she was like nah sis like I'm not about this <laughs> so um, we had to do a little bit of mending there well even when the costume was just off the body and in a pile Anaya is freaked out so Glenn had to like take the costume put it in the garage and hide it under something 
Well, the other day, the kids went out with the nanny in the front of the house to like ride their bikes and all the things. And when they do that, sometimes they come in through the garage, right? So Ryabo was coming in through the garage and he happens to catch a glimpse of the greenness. Now, I didn't realize how hidden Glenn had the, the costume. I knew it was in the garage, out of sight, out of mind, but I didn't know that he like had intentionally put it up on a shelf and under something until later. Well, Raya catches a glimpse of this and he gets the mask. And what do you think he does with the mask? He takes the mask and tries to find Anaya to show it to her. Well, he does this and all you hear is this terrifying scream. Like the type of scream that would make any parent like think that their child was dying, like dying. Like she was terrified. It sounded like there may have been somebody trying to kidnap her or whatever. It was bad, y'all. And, um, and you know, the whole situation was a mess. Uriah got in trouble. I had to console Anaya. It was it was crazy. And then come to find out later that like Raya literally had to climb up to get the mask and do all the things. There's something there about his intentional efforts to scare his sister. He says, well, she said she's not afraid of the Grinch, but he knew she was, which is why he sought her out. He didn't go show Theo or Uzi. He went to Anaya to show her the mask. And so that is something that, um, it's kind of crazy in and of itself, but we will come back to that another day. What I wanted to talk about was like fear, right? I was consoling Anaya and just kind of thinking and reflecting on the situation as it happened. And I'm just like, man, like it's just a mask. There's no one in it. The mask literally can't do anything to her, but she was afraid. She was deeply and utterly afraid. And it got me to thinking about like irrational fears. And actually, I don't necessarily think that that is an irrational fear, right? Um, I think that that's a legit fear. <laughs> like she has seen what the Grinch does in the movies. She just witnessed a prank that was not so cool to her and, um, the Grinch represents something that is intimidating or scary or whatever for her. And it got me to thinking about like my own fears and even just how like God can come to combat those fears. You know what I mean? Like Satan will use the, he, he will try to finagle his way into your mind and into your fears in the most minute ways. It's crazy how, he tries to act on that. And so I was thinking as I was like disciplining Raya and trying to protect Anaya about like how God comes and he probably, and he's like, and he is not probably, but he is combating Satan for our mind. You know what I mean? Like uh, my thoughts aren't fully there, but like, how we, how Satan tries to um, say, let me just think of one that I have. Uh, okay, most recently, um, 
the kids had to take a state test um, for school and the questions were ridiculous, just ridiculous. So much so that I started to question my teaching. Like I started to question, am I doing a good job? Am I meant to do this? Am I even capable of doing this? Like, is this something that I can do? And, um, and it's like, I don't know, at the same time, like I was hearing that I was starting to doubt myself and what I'm doing in my place here in the home. And then like, I even started to like reach out to friends and be like, okay, talk to me. Like what, you know, like tried to get some encouragement in that way. But I felt the Lord tell me, Yvette, you are doing a good job. You're doing the best that you can. You are fully equipped to be able to do what you are, what I, what I have put in your lap to do, you know, like I have placed you here in this season to serve your kids in this way. You are equipped, you are doing well, and it is all the things like you are fine. And um, I was just thinking about how Satan really will just try to take those insecurities and blow them up into like severe fears. Like I fear <laughs> I fear that um, my children are not going to be as smart as they could be because I'm not as good a teacher as I can be. And, you know, it's one of those things where you know your strengths. I worked in education for seven years and um, I know that I'm a good teacher, but I will also I will also come in with that like, but uh, I was a math teacher, but I taught older grades. But you know what I mean? Like, so there's always a means for me to kind of um, undercut my abilities. But I've also been thinking about like this last year, 2020, there is a lot of fear um, in 2020. There was fear of a virus. Like there's so many people who are afraid of getting sick, rightfully so. There, You never know how it's going to affect your body. Um it was so crazy how like when the pandemic was first brought to light, how the shelves in the stores were um, empty. <laughs> I was like, guys, if we just buy regularly, we'll be fine. But you really could not find toilet paper anywhere. And fear causes us to act or behave irrationally sometimes. Um, but there's also like, the safety factor of fear. I think about Uriah Bo when he was a baby and that child was fearless. He probably, I mean, he kind of still is fearless, but he would just kind of go for things and like not even really be mindful of the consequences of what would come as a result of him running to the edge of the couch and falling over. You know what I mean? And so sometimes fear can be, um, fear can like be a, what is it called? Like a safety net. Like sometimes fear is good because it keeps you safe. Um, so like, yeah, wear a mask when you go out in public or wash your hands regularly or stay in or do all the things. Um, but when I think about COVID, because it's starting to really um, interfere with my life <laughs> uh, and I don't mean to um, undermine 
how COVID is affecting so many other people, because thankfully we have not been financially impacted by COVID in a negative way. And, uh, we have, we, uh, we haven't said this out loud, but we had COVID, um, but I was a completely asymptomatic and Glenn just lost his sense of taste and smell. And so it wasn't like a, it wasn't a severe case of the virus and our kids didn't get it and they are fine. And so, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It, I keep thinking about COVID. I'm, I guess I'm talking about COVID today, but I keep thinking about COVID and how it, it is a real thing, right? It is a real thing, but it is also a real thing that's not going away. And so in some ways we have to learn to coexist with this virus. And so, yes, they're rolling out um, the vaccine and a lot of people are starting to feel a lot better about that. In my personal opinion, I don't feel better <laughs> about that vaccine. Um, you, you know, I just, you just never know, but I'm going to let everybody else get it first. So we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. It just... Fear can be something that drives us to safety or like impacts our safety in a positive way, but it can also be something that is completely paralyzing. Um, and it can also be something that keeps us from doing something great. Um, for example, <laughs> um, this podcast, I'm not trying to say that it's something great, but it is something that I believe is something that the Lord put on my heart to do. And he put it on my heart to do such that women would know that they are not alone in some of the fears that they have. He put it on my heart to do also to normalize this idea of processing and not having it all together before you share. Because there is a beauty in the process of becoming um, that I think a lot of us need to see and witness. And a lot of times we just see Kamala Harris, like be vice president, but we didn't necessarily get to see all that it took for her to become vice president. Not that we even deserve that right or that perspective or that point of view, but you know what I mean? Like a lot of times we just see the end result and we don't see how um, people arrived there. And honestly, I don't believe that we ever fully arrive, but we do get to a place that is further along than where we've been, you know? And so for me, I think it's okay. Like I would have liked to hear what some of the women that I admire were thinking through as they were on the road to becoming, you know? And so that's why I'm here. And if I let my fear of how other people perceive me, stop me from doing this podcast, then some of y'all may be bummed. I mean, like, I mean, you guys would be fine with, with that, right? Your life would move on. It would be great. It would be whatever. But I do believe that this is a ministry and that um, is good for us to know. And honestly, it's good for me too, because when I share and then you guys hit me up in the DMs or whatever and let me know, hey, girl, I'm right there with you. And this is what I'm doing to get through it. Or, you know, it's just, it's lovely. And I appreciate it. And yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know that I have much to say, but 
I think in my reflections about fear over the past couple of days um, is that it's not so much a bad thing, fear. Um, I think it communicates to us a lot of different things about um, how we see ourselves. And then there are opportunities for us to remind ourselves how God sees us. Um, And it kind of like what I've been thinking about is what we do with the fear matters, right? Um, I recently had an opportunity to collab with someone and I was really excited about this opportunity. And when I think about the opportunity, I, I chose to collab with someone because they already have something in place, right? And I'm afraid to have to start from the ground up. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, they want to collab with me. Let's do this. Let's like work it out. And um, I can still accomplish what I've been wanting to accomplish, but at least I don't have to do it with on my own. They know what they're doing. They can kind of walk me through the process and do all the things. Well, this person has been ghosting me. <laughs> and to be completely honest, it hurts. It's like, dude. Why are you ignoring me? I know you see my emails because you emailed me about something completely different. Um, So you're obviously in your emails. And the question I'm asking is a very quick question and yada, yada, yada. And so there is this like anxiousness in me that is like, oh, man, they don't want to work with me anymore. Or what did I do? Or maybe I'm just not enough or whatever. And um, I could like keep letting those thoughts and concerns consume me. But I think what I've come to where I've arrived is that like, hey, this is a bummer that this person doesn't want to work with me or that they are ghosting me right now. But maybe this is just another way of the Lord telling me, Yvette, you just got to do it on your own. Because right now I'm kind of feeling like I got that energy. I'm just like, you know what? You can ghost me. I'll figure it out. I'll do it on my own. I don't need you. (laughs) And I don't know if that is like um, necessarily healthy or appropriate or whatever, but I do appreciate how I'm responding to that fear of um, not being accepted or not being worth the risk of collaborating with anymore. And so uh, we'll see how it goes because shoot, maybe they'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. I missed your email which I don't know if that's the case, but um, yeah. I just think that um, fear can paralyze us from doing something that we really need to be doing. And so sometimes we kind of have to assess the root of that fear. And I think for me with that thing, it's like I was afraid to do something on my own, but now I'm in a place where it's like, well, you've been left hanging, so it's time for you to do it on your own. So now it's kind of the fear is kind of empowering me um, in some way. We'll see what comes of it. But yeah, there's also like the fear of failure, you know, like I don't want to like start something and then fail at it. Um, But I think that that is where we learn in our failures. I mean, I'm sure that's a quote somewhere. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know, y'all. I guess today all I want you to know is that Um, If you have a fear, write it down. You know something? 
um, this is Glenn's, but there's this notebook. Ugh. See, my camera is not on autofocus, but there's this notebook. It's called the Anti-Anxiety Notebook, and it's actually really good. The other day I had a situation. It's basically like a therapist journal type thing. But the other day I had a situation and I used this journal because I bought one. I saw Glenn had it and then I bought one for myself. I use this journal to work through something. <laughs> and so it asks you some questions. And so it starts with what happened. So you just say what happened. Then it says, what is going through your mind? Describe your thoughts. Then it says, what emotions are you feeling? And then it has a scale of one, two through 10 to allow you to rate each of those emotions on a scale of one through 10, one being not so intense, 10 being super intense. And then it says, what thought patterns do you recognize? And it lists other things. It lists a bunch of thought patterns like all or nothing, blaming others, cata ca catastrophizing, I don't know, emotional reasoning, fortune telling, labeling, magnifying the negative, mind reading, minimizing the positive, overgeneralization, self-blaming, should statements. And then it allows you to also list some of your own patterns that you might be recognizing. And then it asks you, how can you think about the situation differently? And um, I did that and it was so helpful. <laughs> it was like, you really got to see how your mind was working. And I feel like that could be applicable to like fears that we have too, you know? Like um, if you are someone who uh, watches How Married Are You podcast, one of the fears that you might have seen us communicate about on there or me, I don't know if I've explicitly said it, but um, like not, when it comes to our family business of belief in fatherhood, it is my husband's like, he is the originator of that. And I have come alone to help assist with that and do different aspects of it. But um, us working together has kind of been a strain on our relationship as husband and wife. And as a result of that, I feel like Glenn has kind of pulled back in some ways as far as my involvement is concerned. And so for me, I have this fear that if I'm not involved with that aspect of his life, then like, it's just, our marriage is kind of whack. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but it's kind of like, I have this concern that um, by, it's, it's basically FOMO, right? It's FOMO. FOMO, for those of you who aren't hip, I'm just kidding, um, is fear of missing out. And so there's that. And it's like, this is a huge part of my husband's life. And for me not to have a part in it, it ha I have this, I, this FOMO that I'm experiencing. And um, I'm realizing that it's a really, it's kind of an irrational fear. Like my husband is not trying to take something away from me or keep something from me. What he's trying to do is mostly protect our marriage. And there are still ways that I can be involved, just not as intensely or whatever. I don't know. I don't, that's probably not an example I should bring up. But um, yeah, fear can be a very messy Thing that can um, keep us safe, but it can also be paralyzing and keep us from doing things that are important in our life. And so, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm going to wrap it up because <laughs> I feel like this was a rambling episode. Y'all know me. I'll try to stop feeling like that, but um, 
for today's, you know, I always like to leave on a positive note, some encouragement, because maybe I've said nothing. Maybe I've said a lot. I don't know. Um, I think the most common, so for today's end of the episode, I kind of want to talk about, or I want to share with you guys some scriptures about fear. And I feel like the most common scripture that a lot of us will, um, hear is for this is second Timothy one seven, which says for the spirit of God gave us for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and discipline. I actually think I want to read that from a different um, version. Hold on. Yes, Um, this is going to that was the NIV version. This is going to be the American Standard Version, which says for God gave us not a spirit of fearfulness, but of power and love and discipline. Um, I think that is the most common scripture to combat fear and I think that when we kind of acknowledge the power that we have um, and the love and the discipline, it is so valuable. And I think that in that one example that I shared with you guys about how I was supposed to collaborate with somebody, I think that that is kind of what's coming up here. It's like, I have, when I think of power, I think of like ability. I have the ability, I have the wherewithal to do this thing. Um, I don't have to be afraid of my own skill set or my ability to develop a skill set. You know, I can do this. And so um, it's going to take a little bit of discipline in order for me to figure this out on my own. But I can do it. I'm very capable. And yeah, Um, the scripture that I wanted to leave us with, though, is Isaiah 43, 1, which reads, But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. I think in last week's episode, I was talking about belonging. And I think if we realize who we belong to, that we are his and that he is a good, good father, um, some of the fear that we are experiencing would kind of melt away, wash away. And so um, I think this year, more so than ever, and I'm not going to front, like I'm not, I'm not always in my word like I should be. I'm not always opening my Bible and reading it and whatever. One of the things I really want to do this year is really just allow God's word to fill my mind more than those fears. You know, I think if we allow ourselves to be affirmed by the promises of God and everything that he has for us, um, then a lot of those fears we will be able to combat on our own. I definitely think God is going, um, he is like trying to keep Satan away from us for sure and protect us from that. But I think that we have to be more proactive. I'm going to say, I think that I, I know that I need to be more proactive in combating all those insecurities, fears, and anxieties that seem to creep into my spirit regularly. And so if I can encourage you guys to do anything, I guess that is what I would encourage you to do today. And so I'm going to read this last part again um, as we close out, and I will see you guys next week. Um, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. 
I have summoned you by name. You are mine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. So I said gentlemen, but you know, who knows? All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to Yvette Unplugged. I will see you next week. Happy hump day.